Welcome into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast. Focus on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks again for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. A lot to get to on today's edition of the podcast. BYU and Boise State re-upping their long-term series in football, as well as a game against Southern Utah announced yesterday by BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo. We'll talk about that on today's show. We'll also get to a conversation I had with BYU cornerback Dimitri Gallo, a guy who BYU fans have hoped that would step in and maybe play a starting role for BYU at the cornerback position. We'll talk with him. I had a chance to catch up with him after practice yesterday, get his thoughts on his time at BYU and his increasing role on BYU's defense as well. So a lot to get to on today's today's edition of the podcast. Brought to you today by Deseret First Credit Union, our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, as well as Vivid Seeds. So a lot to get to and let's get to it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 11th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to join us on this Wednesday edition of the podcast. A lot to get to on today's show. But let's start off with the biggest news coming out of BYU yesterday, and that is the scheduling agreement that BYU Director of Athletics Tom Homo announced that future football games with Boise State have been announced for a total of 10 more games from 2025 through 2034. The first game that new series will be scheduled for October 25th, 2025 in Boise, Idaho, with the series alternating every year between Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo as well as Albertson Stadium in Boise. Uh, BYU, that series that they had originally with Boise State, the 12-game series, ends in 2023. They'll take a one-year hiatus in 2024 before playing this 10-game series against Boise State. And I, for one, think it is a genius move by BYU to do what they have been doing. Uh, to have this series. It's a regional rival. It's turning into quite a rivalry overall. BYU still hasn't won on the blue up there in Boise. They've come extremely close so many times. It's hard to really imagine them having not won it, but one of these years they're going to break through and win on the blue, and I think that'll really key this into a true rivalry in the sense that, hey, both teams have capability of winning on the other's home turf, but I do like the way this series is set up. The crazy part to think about it is I have two young children, a boy and a girl, and they'll both be entering or just finishing high school when this new series ends. That's how far out this series runs. Absolutely crazy to think that, but also exciting at the same time. And I think it's a tip of the cap to Tom Homo. He spoke at BYU Education Week and said he had signed a series that went through 2033. That could be a reference to this because that is near the end of that series and he could just be speaking offhand thinking it was 2033 when it ended but 2034 is when the series will end 10 games there will be a total of 22 contests since BYU went independent in 2011 when this series ends in 2034 and I would expect that if BYU is still independent at that time and if Boise State is still looking for games you could see this series just continue to extend and extend and extend and maybe go decade by decade just play 10 game sets against each other because I don't think either party is upset with how the series has gone to this point. I think it's been a win-win for both parties. been some fantastic games in the series despite BYU not winning at Boise State yet. 
in the series history, but they'll do it. They'll do battle again this year, and they'll continue on. It looks like for the foreseeable future, outside of a one-year hiatus in 2024. So, congratulations to BYU on locking down that series. Uh, the other game announced yesterday is a 2023 home game against FCS-level Southern Utah. It'll be scheduled for November 18th at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The Cougars and the Thunderbirds will play for the second time. They met just once on November 12th, 2016. BYU won 37 to seven in pro in that game. I think this is a smart call. I've said it before on this podcast. I'll say it again. If you're going to play FCS games and I, I don't like FCS games for the most part. I don't think that they're competitive. I don't think necessarily that they're good for fan support in terms of just getting fans to the stadium, etc. But if you're going to play it, play it against regional teams. BYU's got Idaho State this year. They've got Weber State on a future schedule at some point, I believe, as well. Teams like North Alabama who are coming up on as the FCS team for BYU in future schedules, that is nothing for us. Savannah State was absolutely just awful. Uh, Wagner, if you remember that game awful if you're going to play these games play against regional rivals regional fcs teams who are here in the western united states they've put dixie state on the schedule that's a good move putting southern utah back on the schedule good move having weber state idaho state if you could even get up and get we've had portland state in the past if you could get montana or montana state you bring some of those teams in i think it actually has some intrigue for byu fans because guess what they've heard of montana montana state they haven't heard of wagner or savannah state or or North Alabama, for crying out loud. So good call by Tom Homo on getting Southern Utah on the schedule. Like I said, if you're going to play these FCS games, make it a regional rival, a regional FCS team here in the Intermountain West or maybe on the West Coast and use that because I just don't see the value in bringing North Alabama all the way from Alabama or Savannah State out of Georgia or Wagner from the Northeast. It just doesn't do anything, I think, for BYU fans. Just my personal opinion on that. All right, so there you go. Some of my thoughts on BYU and their scheduling. Uh, we talked about yesterday the the fact that they're being rewarded with two afternoon games against both nationally ranked USC and Washington over the next two weeks. And it's a tip of the cap to BYU for scheduling tough. I, I completely agree with that. I had somebody ask me yesterday, well, do you think it has more to do with with Washington and USC than it does BYU? I, I think I made that clear yesterday that, yes, USC being ranked 24th in the country and then being a name brand is a big reason why BYU is playing on national television on ABC this Saturday against Boise, uh, not Boise, against USC. And then the next week, it's supposed to be on ESPN, ESPN2, or ABC against Washington. I have no problem saying that the name brands in USC and Washington are a big, maybe the chief reason why these games are on network television. But also, I think the television partners, ESPN in particular, that BYU has, see the value of having high-level competition early on in the season. I talked about it yesterday. A lot of these games in the early part of the season, the first three or four weeks, are a lot of FCS versus FBS games. And like I just said, they just aren't competitive. I, I don't enjoy watching them. I wait until conference play really gets going before I really start enjoying things. Of course, there's the every so often you have a made-for-TV game between two national powers, but that's not very common. Michigan State, Arizona State this week is an example of that. I just feel like BYU is being rewarded for scheduling tough like they have done over their time as an independent. They're being rewarded this year because the majority of those high-level games are at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for the first time, and that's a positive if you're a BYU fan, but it's fantastic news if you like watching high-level football, and it's a big tip of the cap to Tom Homo and BYU for their scheduling. I just wanted to clear that up. Hopefully that makes a little more sense. 
All right, we will step aside here, come back on the other side, talk with BYU cornerback Dimitri Gallo. Had a great conversation with him about his time at BYU to this point, his increasing level of play for BYU, whether he feels like he can really step into a starting role right now or if that's still going to take a little bit of time. We'll get to all of that next. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about one of today's sponsors on the show, and that is our good friends at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online ticket event marketplace that's dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that'll last you a lifetime. It's a fantastic way. If you're going to go out to events, music, theater, sports, use Vivid Seats. One of the best features they have added is on the Vivid Seats app now, you have the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. They have reward statuses ranging from MVP to Hall of Famer, where customers can earn from 10% up to 16% credit back on all of their purchases through the app during this month. So check it out, guys. It's a fantastic way to recoup some of that money you're spending on the events you're going to. All Vivid Seats orders are backed up by a 100% guarantee. What I need you guys to do is go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. You'll be automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats loyalty program or enjoy those credits on all the purchases made as part of the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program. And also additionally right now, enter the promo code KICKOFF, K-I-C-K-O-F-F, at checkout right now and receive a discount of up to $100, guys. You heard me right, $100. Fantastic way to enjoy the events you'd already be going to anyways get some credit back and also maybe save some money with the promo code kickoff at the vivid seats app proud partner of locked on cougars and the locked on podcast network all right, going to talk now with Dimitri Gallo, BYU cornerback, a guy who transferred from Mount San Jacinto College in Southern California. He is an Inland Empire native from Moreno Valley, California. So he's a guy who grew up in Southern California. BYU taking on USC this week. USC is the big dog down there in Southern California. It's usually the question is if you're from Southern California, are you are you a USC or a UCLA fan? And I wanted to catch up with Dimitri because we've seen his reps continue to increase over the previous couple of weeks against Utah and Tennessee. I've been talking to some people down at BYU and they feel like in the next couple of weeks Dimitri Gallo could be a starting cornerback for BYU. It's just all kind of dependent at this point on when he finally gets up to speed. He sat out last year to make sure his grades were in order at the junior college level so he hasn't played in quite a while and I had forgotten that so you'll hear him mention that in this interview but it feels like and it looks like you're going to see Dimitri Gallo really start taking on more and more of a leadership role, a starting role with BYU going forward. And that should be exciting for BYU fans because Ed Lamb, when he signed with BYU, Ed Lamb said that his bump and run coverage, his ability to come up and actually jam a receiver at the, at the line of scrimmage was among the best he had ever seen. And I, I get that might be some coach speak there, but BYU has not had a true co- cover guy like a Dimitri Gallo in quite some time, I feel like. And he only helps bolster what looked like a pretty thin cornerback group at one point during fall camp. If he's able to contribute at a high level, you have guys like Isaiah Heron, Malik Moore, D'Angelo Mandel, and Diane Gonwoloku. Well, you got five guys for four spots in theory. If you nickel back, you can put three of them on the field at one time. And BYU should be quite strong at covering opposing receivers. This week against USC, talk about a tough deal because guys like Tyler Vons, Amon Ross, St. Brown, they have got four and five star prospects up and down that roster at wide receiver for for USC in this air raid system. They are doing all kinds of crazy things. So to be incumbent upon guys like Dimitri Gallo to be ready to go against this air raid attack from USC. So without further ado, let's get to it. BYU cornerback Dimitri Gallo with myself right here on Locked On Cougars. 
A lot of BYU fans were intrigued with you when you signed. You had your, your I guess, first thing, your profile picture on your signing day had some impressive glasses. What went into that? <laughs> um, well, I've been wearing glasses since I was a kid, so, I mean, I'm not going to stop wearing glasses <laughs> just because it's a picture. So, yeah. Okay. Well, what about your experience at BYU? What's it been like so far? Um, honestly, it's been a pretty dope experience. Everyone's pretty chill. Um new experience obviously from where I'm from mm-hmm. um, so I've just been excited to be here not taking anything for granted really you're Southern California native Moreno Valley uh, in particular you played at the Juco level when BYU came to recruit you what did they kind of pitch you on um, well the coaches just told me that I'm gonna get a great opportunity to play at the D1 level and that's honestly intriguing that's always been a dream of mine and so they threw that out there and I ran for it yeah your junior college head coach is a former BYU Cougar how much yeah. did he play into this Casey Mazzotta he played a lot honestly <laughs> he's probably the main reason why I chose BYU um, he was encouraging me to go telling me about the environment and just the atmosphere and how it's different from a lot of other colleges and from what I've seen so far Hey, it's proving me right. Like I said, you're from Southern California. Did you grow up a USC or UCLA guy? I grew up a USC fan. That's a coincidence because we're about to play them <laughs> next week. So, How cool is that, though, that you're going to be able to face off against your childhood That's team? That's pretty dope, but right now, not a USC fan, <laughs> obviously. I'm on the BYU team. Yeah. so. Um, but it's going to be cool to just play against those guys. <laughs> when you look at them on film, what do you see so far? Um, they're a tough group. Honestly, this week, um, the back we're going to have to rely on the back end because their offense is prolific. Um, their receivers are, are top-notch, so it's going to be basically the DBs. It's going to be our game, really. Have you ever played against an air raid system like this? Um, no, no, I've never played against. They pass it, like, close to every play so it's like yeah is that exciting for you though as a cornerback to see that extremely exciting i can't wait to go out there fly around against those guys um show what i'm capable of we've seen your reps kind of increase slowly but surely throughout the first two games this season do you feel like you're finally getting to a place where you can contribute at a high level um most definitely most definitely um i'm still getting hang of things um obviously i've been out for quite some time so that's going to get some getting used to but as the season progresses um you can, you're going to see me out there more and more every game really when you go against a freshman quarterback like they had who had a pretty impressive performance in his debut last week is there anything different in your mind about facing a guy like that versus maybe a junior or senior quarterback um nope we're just going to play our game um we're extremely confident and our abilities, um, we're not going to do anything different. We're not going to get outside of ourselves. So as long as we stay within what we are, what we've been practicing, um, we shouldn't have any problems. Have there been any of your teammates that have kind of like stepped up and really kind of helped get you assimilated to going to BYU and everything? Uh, most definitely. Uh, a couple of the senior guys, um, they've just made me feel more comfortable, helping me um just with everything honestly obviously coming from socal 
um, those guys have really been helping me a lot. We'll get here on this one. What's the best part of Utah so far for you? Best part of Utah? BYU. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot, I don't know. I haven't been really outside of the school atmosphere so far. It's been all football, huh? Yeah, it's been all football, all school, so. Awesome. I'll see, I'll see. Well, Dimitri, thanks so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. There you go. Dimitri Gallo, BYU cornerback. Thank him for taking the time to talk with me. And good conversation. A young man who's excited to be part of BYU. He credited uh, Casey Mazada, the head coach of San Jacinto College, as being the chief reason he ended up at BYU. But it appears that he is going to take on a bigger and bigger role as the season progresses and he gets his proverbial legs underneath him and he's able to play at a high level. I think he's got all of the skill in the world to be a true lockdown guy for BYU at cornerback. Moving guys like Malik Moore to more of a hybrid role like Diane Gonwoloku has been playing for BYU only helps bolster what BYU is doing at the cornerback position and I think that all of a sudden cornerback looks a lot steadier and a lot stronger of a position group through the first two weeks of the BYU football season than it did during fall camp with some of the guys like Eric Ellison not making it into school, uh, guys like Keenan Ellis not being eligible to play this year. So we'll see what happens there. I'm hopeful guys stay healthy. Guys like Zane Anderson, it sounds like I'm talking to some people, he may have re-injured the shoulder he had surgically repaired and who knows how long uh, he'll be able to play this season. They moved him to safety to theoretically keep him a little healthier, less of the wear and tear on that shoulder in terms of not having to take so many shots to it as a linebacker. I think moving him to safety is a good move. It should help BYU just in terms of the overall secondary help, but we'll see how it all shakes out. And I think that a guy like Dimitri Gallo, as soon as he's up to speed and ready to play, he's only going to help BYU get stronger at cornerback. It looks like at this point, this is just me talking. We talked about a couple weeks ago, the news surrounding both uh, Chris Wilcox and Troy Warner. I have seen neither of them in the practices I have been to through the first two to three weeks here of practice. I have seen neither of them in uniform practicing with BYU. I'm look, It's looking more and more likely they're probably going to be more of a redshirt candidate. We'll see what happens, but I don't think BYU is going to push them to get back in the near term. I know that uh, Elisa Tuiaki said on Coordinator's Corner the first week of the season they were going to reevaluate them after the first three or four weeks of the season. And that would be this week or next week. I'll ask for an update at some point here and see if we can find out more about that. But I think it's more and more clear that, as I reported before, that both guys, Troy Warner and Chris Wilcox, are probably going to be redshirt candidates this season and then come back in 2020 as seniors and contribute, hopefully, to that secondary and make it one of the most impressive secondaries on paper, in my mind, that BYU has ever had. So there you go. Some news and notes around uh, BYU's secondary groups, the cornerbacks. We'll catch up with Jernar. Guilford also later this week I had a chance to speak with him about his group we'll talk to him later on a podcast probably tomorrow I'll keep you updated on that but good conversation with him as well and excited to get his thoughts on facing USC as a guy who is a Los Angeles native and grew up a USC fan all right we'll take a time out here we'll talk a little bit more about BYU sports some of the news and notes coming out from Provo yesterday coming up in just a minute here before we do that though do need to tell you about one of today's sponsors on the show and that's our title sponsor on the podcast Deseret First Credit 
Union. Can't thank them enough for their continued support of the podcast. It is a blast to have them on board as our title sponsor. They share a unique faith-based bond with all of their members, but they also celebrate the unique goals and passions of their individual members. They're asking right now, whatever your passion project may be, have you thought about refinancing your home, your mortgage to save money and help fund it? You might check it out, guys, because right refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything. And with rates still low, now is a great time to get on top of it, refinance that mortgage, and save potentially up to hundreds of dollars a month. Put it right back in your pocket. That is a fantastic thing to do. I would encourage you, encourage you guys to give DFCU a shot. They're a great company. They'll work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Whether it's your first home, you've got investment properties, you're a, you've bought multiple homes, they'll make sure you are taken care of and you're in the right, right situation for you. Call them 801-456-7070. That's 801-456-7070. Or you can apply for in just five minutes or less online at dfcu.com, guys. It's a fantastic way to save some money each and every month by refinancing your mortgage with Deseret First Credit Union. Check them out. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why. We show how. Membership and eligibility required. OAC. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing lender. All right, guys, need to take a minute and talk to you today about one of our great sponsors on the podcast, and that is our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. They don't believe in door-to-door salesmen. You're never going to have All Guard knocking on your door, hey, you want us to spray for your bugs? That's not how they go about things. They're going to make sure you are taken care of when it comes to your bug issues, whether you've got spiders, mice, whatever you got, they're here to take care of any any and all pest control issues. They're located right here in Utah County, but they're capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. They want to make sure you are are taken care of. They offer quarterly pest control programs so that they come out every three months, treat you for that season's hot spots, the bugs that'll be kind of trying to get in your home at that time of year. That way you don't see any bugs in your home, no creepy crawly things crawling out from somewhere when you're picking up a box, etc. Or if you just need a one-time service, you have a one-time issue, they'll come out and take care of you and they're not going to make you sign a contract that requires you to pay multiple times for them to come out multiple times. They'll do it the one time. They believe the customer is right all of the time and their online reviews back that up. You can go online, look them up. All Guard Pest Control. They are the best of the best. Their online reviews are absolutely fantastic. And of course, they also are the termite experts in Utah County. If you have any of those issues, give them a call. You can call them 801-851-1812 or check them out online, allguardpestcontrols.com. Seth and his team are the best of the best. They have done fantastic work and make sure you check them out. They are the best when it comes to pest control issues. All guardpestcontrols.com or give them a call 801-851-1812. All right, as we close out today's edition of the podcast, wanted to get you guys thoughts on a thing. I tried a new thing today where we didn't use bumper music uh, switching from segment to segment. Let me know what you think. If you guys like it, let me know. I'll keep doing it. If not, you like the music, let me know as well. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow the show. Search us out, Locked on Cougars. You can search out my Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. And of course, you can always drop the show a note via email at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys there. Just a thought I had. I've had some people talking to us about how we should go about doing different things when it comes to podcasting, etc. Um, and I've just tried something different. Let me know if you like it. If you don't, I get it. And if you like the bumper music, let me know and I'll be happy to bring it back. Of course, we'll play the bumper music coming in and out of the podcast every day. I'm just talking about more of the bumper music inside of the podcast. Let me know your thoughts. It was something I'm giving a shot and I'd love to have your guys' insight and feedback because guess what? You guys are the, are the reason this show is successful and the, you guys are the guys 
guys that make this show go. I guess it's the easiest way I should say it. And I'm thankful for you guys continuing to support this show. Uh, a couple of thoughts from me on USC coming up this weekend. BYU is in for it, guys. BYU has only led in a game through the first two games of the season on the final play of their win over Tennessee when they punched it in for a touchdown. USC looked every bit the part that I think that USC fans have been hoping for for two or three years now. If Keaton Slovis, if what he did last week against Stanford is legit, USC is a real threat in the Pac-12 all of a sudden, and we'll see what happens with uh, the Cougars when they face off against USC. I know Utah fans are kind of going to be looking at this game with some nervous thoughts about, okay, is USC legit, etc.? It's a big opportunity for BYU at the same time. But if USC is playing up to their talent level, and I'm talking about them having all of these four- and five-star prospects like they annually do when it comes to recruiting, guess what? USC might have just become the toughest game on BYU's schedule, and that includes Utah. And I don't, I'm not trying to offend Utah fans. I'm not trying to offend Washington or Tennessee fans. USC is a name brand that is recruited at an extremely high level every year. Year in and year out, they're a top 10 recruiting class. Four and five star prospects up and down that board. And watching that game against Stanford, they looked every bit the part of what I f- figured USC would be. If they're that... BYU fans beware because this could be a rough outing. I've liked how BYU has moved the ball with Jeff Grimes on the offense. I'm not saying that it's an offensive issue. I'm not saying it's a defensive issue for BYU because BYU has been pretty stout in both categories outside of scoring when they've been on offense through the first two weeks. They haven't scored consistently and that's a problem against a team like USC that is more than happy to go up and down the field on you and score. But if BYU wants to hang in this game they have got to take care of the ball like they did against Tennessee, but they've got to con- they've got to score consistently. Tyson Williams needs to carry the ball at a high clip. Zach Wilson needs to be on point like he was late in that game against Tennessee. They like to see a little bit earlier because through about three and a half quarters, BYU seemingly was going nowhere against Tennessee. They struggled against Utah with turnovers despite moving the ball. You've got to play your best game. If USC, like I said, okay, here's here's my point. If USC is playing like they did against Stanford this week in Provo at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, BYU is going to need an A, A-plus game to win. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not saying that BYU is incapable of winning this game, but they will need their best effort of the year if USC is playing like they did against Stanford last week because that was a truly impressive showing by the Trojans, and BYU could have their work cut out for them. I'll talk a little bit more about this in depth, hopefully with somebody like Ryan Abraham this week on the podcast, hoping to have him on later in the week. But it's just something to be aware of. If USC is playing up to their talent level, and it appears they are, they are a legit threat and they could be the toughest game all of a sudden on BYU's schedule all year long. We'll see how it shakes out on Saturday. All right, there you go. Some of my thoughts as we close out today's edition of the show. Brought to you today by our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. Check them out, dfcu.com or 801-456-7070 if you're looking to refinance your mortgage. Check out Vivid Seats, up to $100 off on your order using the promo code KICKOFF. And also check out our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. They do a great job. Give them a call, 801-851. 1812 for any and all pest control issues you may have. They are the best of the best in a local company to boot who are big BYU fans. Thanks again for joining us on a Wednesday edition of the podcast. We will catch you guys tomorrow. Hope you guys' Wednesday is going, going great whenever you hear this, and we'll talk to you soon. This has been Locked On Cougars for September 11th, 2019.